couple words about this Tucker situation and, and joining forces with Twitter. First off, congratulations to Tucker. He's going to do very, very well. Though I've always been of the opinion that I thought part of the appeal to Tucker was that he was saying things on a channel that didn't want him to say these things. So it almost felt like between 8 and 9 o'clock on Fox, you were watching a, you were watching a guy break the rules in real time on his own network because his choice of topics, and that's the reason why he was so popular, his agenda during his show was demonstrably different from, from say, Hannity's or Ingram's or anyone else's. Some of the topics were similar, but his angles and his pursuit of the truth and certainly his monologues were just like over the top better. They were just better and more appealing to more people. And But it was against the company line. And so that was part of the appeal, right? You kind of knew that. If you knew anything about the cable news wars and how Fox wanted to present itself and how Fox wanted to present the news. But I still think he's going to do great. And frankly, I do think this is the end, basically, officially, of cable news, of the cable news era, of the sort of primetime show that sets the agenda, that sets up the Sunday programming. I think it's all dead. It'll stay alive as a, it'll be a breaking news thing, tornadoes, shootings, or, you know, just any sort of breaking news story coming out. The cable news will be that vehicle to get it out there. But that's it. That's it. I just, there's just nobody on the air that's got, that's very compelling. That's already locked in with a show. And so the audience will, the audiences will continue to uh, to bifurcate and to get smaller and smaller and go to different places. And so I think that's one of the final nails of the invention of cable and television itself. The next sort of final final nail will be live sports, right? Because now, so that's really the only reason I think people kept cable was was live sports. Not that Tucker sort of single-handedly kept it all together. Okay, all right, you want to be in the know, you pay for some news, and maybe you'll continue to do that, but you're cer- you're certainly not going to deliver. Um, there's just nobody on the air that's as compelling as Tucker. So that model, I think, is going to change completely. And they're going to have to compete with the internet, which I know these networks are loath to do. They just think the internet's just the stepchild. But cable news is going to look and feel, in order to compete with Twitter and what Elon and Tucker is, are going to do, it's going to look and feel very interactive, almost like a social network, instead of this sort of one-way conversation. They're just going to have to. It's going to be the one-way conversation has become boring, People want to want real time access to the newsmakers, and so I think Tucker's presentation on Twitter is going to be a very. It is not going to have a one time. He might still have his monologue, but it's not going to be this one way conversation. It's going to be very very interactive. It's. Going to, I think it's going to be exciting, exciting development. So good luck to him. Good luck to Twitter and thank, and pat yourselves on the back. If you're in the social media space, if you're in the tech sort of fight as a movement 
person, or activist, what have you, donor, what have you. Pat yourself on the back. Now, conservatives have effectively taken over Twitter, <laughs> essentially. All right. We saw what we saw what Obama was doing with Facebook back in 2008, and then we ran and took that over. So much so that they want it. They want to censure everybody. But Facebook was has been long criticized as like the place, the home for conservatives because we figured out how to use it. It's the biggest communication vehicle in the world. You might as well figure out how to use it. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. We did. They hated us for it. We're, we were good at it. They hated us for that too. So they try to censor us. Okay, so we gravitate towards Twitter, which is faster, a little bit more interactive, a little bit more newsy. They hated us for it. They hated that we were there. They hated that we were good at it. So they tried to censor us, and they did. I mean, they did censor us, they, and they censored our guy, Trump, right? But Elon comes along, buys it all, said, we're going to wipe this slate clean. We're going to give everybody a fair shot. So we'll see how all that shakes out. I think it's certainly drastically improved. Does it carry the same political gravitas? I don't know. Because sometimes when conservatives take things, conservatives take mediums over, the left likes to frame that medium as the place for conservatives and the great unwashed and you don't want to be there. Much like talk radio back in the day when Rush was dominating. The left tried to frame it as, ugh, that's just, that's the conservatives platform. You don't want to be a talk radio listen, listener. Right? Even though they tried with Air America and other things and they failed miserably. So once again, conservatism given an equal shot dominates another communications vehicle. Once again, we've done it with talk radio. We've done it with cable news, Fox initially in the 90s. We did it with Facebook. Now it's being done with Twitter. Conservatism is taking over some of the biggest communication platforms in the world and have outright control already of I shouldn't say control, but are significantly more popular than any of the left-wing offerings. So that's a credit. That's a credit to conservatism and the movement that you belong to. So pat yourself on the back and take a bow for that one. Take it easy.